Slide whistle's ready. Hold on. Were you just playing Bobby Brown? Well, I guess I'm gonna have no. to take he was doing the. Doing the song from Ghostbusters 2. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You guys ready? Let's yeah, mute, ready. You, let's mute these mother... Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Who has a mixtape? Who needs a mixtape? Who makes a mixtape? Who needs a mixtape? So come on, now listen to our mixtape. Raise the roof and move your face. Come along and laugh with our mixtape. Ha 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 ha. So come on, let us listen to our mixtape. Sing along and clap to the beat. Settle in and listen to our mixtape. And now the music finishes. Enjoy your pork chop sandwiches. Well, shit, it's good to be back uh, here on the mixtape. I'm Jason Emmett. I'm Casey Masterpiece. And I'm Twisted Kid Matt. I just want to say, like... Has anybody else felt this weird sense of it's it's hard to get back yes. on track after horror? <laughs> that was Matt wasn't even good. He's like, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it's been like it was, it's just hard to get back on track after last weekend, like mentally and the, the correct <laughs> mental state, which is a good thing. Uh, yeah, but and a bad thing for the rest of life. But yeah, we were oh, at, yeah, yeah. we were at Horror Hound weekend last weekend. Well, some of us more than others. Kev. <laughs> yeah. But we had a really good weekend. Matt, Matt was here with us, and uh, we did some really cool stuff last weekend. If you're if you're ever out in the Cincinnati area, you should let us know. We'll tell you some cool places to go. But we went down to OTR to the new uh, arcade bar that opened down there. And yeah, I had myself a non-alcoholic mocktail that was fantastic. And Kevin kept getting you alcoholic stuff. Yeah, and I was like, hey, I can't drink this. Tequila makes me shit myself. Well, here's some tequila, buddy. Welcome to Cincinnati. <laughs> that conversation came up more than once that night. I had to hear yeah, about Matt yeah, like, pooping himself. Hey, I was like, hey, Kevin, stop it. <laughs> I can't drink tequila. Well, be bad. the highlight of my weekend, Matt, by far, was the fact was that playing I the Tron got to game? play Tron while drinking a Tron drink and yeah, wearing my Tron <laughs> hoodie. And he was seeing, all Tron out. And seeing yeah. Matt. And seeing Matt. It was, yeah. it was really cool to have Matt here, and we had, we had a really good time. Uh, went out Friday, Saturday, yeah. all day, Horror Hound. Um, it was it was packed. Um we had a really good time. We want to thank, first of all, we want to thank uh, Aaron and Nathan for, for having us out. We really appreciate yeah. it. Horrorhound Weekend. Even Nathan doesn't know me. Yeah. Horrorhoundweekend.com. <laughs> Horrorhound is a magazine. They do all kinds of stuff. They actually have a podcast, Horrorhound Radio, so you should check mm-hmm. out all of that stuff. And there'll be another con coming up. I think it usually comes up around September. Right. Uh, or is it November? It's November. It's November. Because it's usually okay. close to my kids' birthdays, I think. So... I'll be looking for that, but we had a really good time. We um, talked to some cool people. We made a few contacts. I had a conversation with Jack yeah, Osborne for Pete's sake. That was uh, not yeah. a, not on uh, not on uh, Mike, unfortunately. But yeah. like, it was just weird to stand there and talk to Ozzy's kid. Like, hey, yeah, how are you? 
Uh, and Matt yes. makes everything awkward, as we learned. Yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> I wanna, I, I what did you sing. do, Matt? I want to tell. I, I a lot. I want to tell the Matt. I got to tell this r- r- wonderful Matt story because uh, this was great. So we uh, we were talking to a gentleman out there who is um, uh, sort of the uh, we'll say like the media manager for for quite a few people. And uh, he was trying to get us in for a couple interviews, which we did. Uh, we did get one on on the spot. Mostly, we were trying to get contacts because we want to speak to them here on the show. And we did make some contacts for that, but uh, we were kind of waiting around for that. And <laughs> we Matt walks up to this girl sitting behind a table and says, "Hey, I know you." Yeah, and she looks I, at him. I kinda, do know her. He kind of smiles and nods. She smiles and gives him a nod. You know, like I mean, very, very pleasant. And he said, "But you don't remember me, but you were in my car." It, yeah, I could see on her face <laughs> that she didn't fully recognize me in the situation need, I was in. No, no, I just want the yeah. world to see it the way I saw it and the way no, she no, saw yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the so way when she, she pulled out her like, mace. Oh, if right, she right, so right. if she doesn't remember you, you think the best follow up is <laughs> you were in my car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yep. she she gets this look. She's smiling, but it's kind of like, huh? And I'm like, I I roll my eyes. I'm like, oh my god, he means Crypticon. <laughs> She's yeah. like, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I picked you up from the airport at Crypticon, and I gave you a ride. And I'm like, oh my god, this well, poor I, girl's like. <laughs> I yeah. guess it beats, you know. Hey, I remember you. I know you from the parking lot, from your window. Yeah, that would be creepy. Uh, so, I was looking at you through your bedroom window. Winder. Uh, so we're sitting there. <laughs> we're sitting there talking to her for a few minutes, and as we go to walk away, I, I realized I didn't know who she was. And I felt kind of bad about that. I'm like, ooh. So I was like, hey, is she an actress or something? And Matt's like, oh, no. He's like, no, no, no. She's she's like one of their uh, the managers or whatever, handlers for, for a lot of the actors yeah. that are sitting here, which was like the entire cast of E.T. It was mm-hmm. amongst them. Phil Fondacaro's over there. Just, you know, all kinds of people. So I'm like, Matt. And I don't even have to finish my sentence. I give him a look, and I'm like, By Matt. the way, we've we've walked away from the table when this. Yeah, we're walking happened. away, and I I look at him. I go, Matt, and he goes, Oh, yeah, didn't even think about it. Turns around, doubles back. Like yeah. we need to go over there and get her contact info. So yeah. we walk up to her, and we're like, Hey, you know, we we could we get some contact information? We we talked to her for a few minutes about that, and we're like, and and the con's dying down. I want to I want to make this clear. There's not that many people on the floor at this point. Is this when I showed up like 20 minutes before close? Yes. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so hey, I had to work. So, we're not gonna call you out that hard, but yeah. <laughs> so Matt Matt is talking to her. We're like, hey, can we get the contact info? And sitting next to her at the table next to her is D Wallace from ET yeah. and Cujo and a bunch of other stuff, aka the mom from everything. And so, so. as I'm chatting it up with this lady, this uh, this lovely lady and asking her you know getting her details she's writing it down matt turns to d wallace and goes you're my favorite movie mom Mm -hmm. (laughs) just Just awkward moment random had to fill fill the silence with something and this other lady just stop and stare at Mm -hmm. him and i just start laughing and matt goes she didn't hear me (laughs) I mean, he's saying it loud enough, but like she was like knee deep in a text that I think she was kind of yeah. caught up on. But that wasn't, it wasn't the really only time. meant to be heard. It was more just like I mean, you stretched then, a, Matt, you two stretched, people did hear you it. stretched a hand out in her general direction. <laughs> Not like I was going like, come I mean, join me in this song I about how the, you're the best. No, he's moving. 
No, I think that that's what yeah. exactly you wanted her to join you yeah, in. Song. Yeah, you wanted to go <laughs> for an impromptu duet. Yeah, have like a La La Land situation where we're just like <laughs> with D Wallace. <laughs> yeah, with D Wallace. Um, but it was great. Um, we we had a good laugh. Um, then he did something very similar to one of the uh, <laughs> one of the creators of Horror Hound. Who mm-hmm. you know, granted, at this point, <laughs> you know, we don't we know Aaron really well. He's been on the show, yeah. and I I've met Nathan a few times, but I'm I'm definitely yeah. I know Aaron a lot more than Nathan. I've I've met Nathan as well, but yeah. it's been so Years. long that like right. after I said it, I, that's when I just kind of realized like <laughs> and then, he has no clue who the hell I am. And in his so, defense, as I said yeah. to you, Matt, um, there were a lot of guys there with with big beards wearing yeah. vests. With we pens all look all alike <laughs> when we're all congregated in one place. Uh, fat bearded guys wearing black t shirts <laughs> look the same. He said he he goes walking by Matt. Matt's like. Nathan, hi. And he did. He looked up and smiled and waved at you. And yeah. then you were like, you have no idea who I am. <laughs> and he turned and gave you a look like. And you know, this is bad because we're at Horror Hound and he thought you were crazy. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just here to make it awkward, everybody. But we, I, yes. I had a really good time. I missed Matt the second uh, I dropped him off at the airport. I cried in the car yeah. a little bit. I did um, too. Teared up on the plane. Yeah. We, Could have been uh, the cabin pressure, but it was yeah. mostly missing everybody. Well, I actually just, yeah. I went straight to a doctor's appointment and found out all kinds of fun stuff about myself. Oh, so, yay. Um, but uh, it was it was really great to have you here and to be able to go out yeah. to Horror yeah. Hound. Um, we'll have to get you some of that special sauce from uh, uh, Jack Brown. Yeah, he was that just down in so that. Good. Jack Brown's mm. for dinner and got, he got an Elvis like burger. half the bottle. Yeah, I mean, he, he yelled to the waitress to come give him like a big pint of that jack brown sauce so it can drink it, it like a freaking yeah like beer. he was sucking it out yeah. of the bottle like a baby almost like gatorade to yeah him. it was like just, yeah. yeah it was crazy it was great it was quite refreshing <laughs> but now nah. and uh we I took actually him- did leave with hot sauce uh, yeah, he did. At, uh, Jungle Jim. He, he yeah. went. We Found took him to Jungle. I've been looking for for three years. We took him to Jungle Jim. So it's a weird thing for somebody who was born here and lives has lived here most of his entire life. For me, Jungle Jim's is just. I mean, it's a store, and I realize it's different, but I'm mm, used to it. Way yeah. different. But mm. when people come into town, taking them to Jungle yeah, Jim's is a sort of a tourist thing. attraction. It is. It is. Um, but it if you're looking for certain things, it is cool because they have like all these different yeah, foods you'll of the world. Probably find it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And Matt found the hot sauce he's been looking for. So uh, we and went with, with Jungle Jim's hot sauce display. I mean, there's all it's kinds huge. of hot yeah. sauces. Yeah, it's yeah. like three aisles. It's gigantic. It's yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. With a giant like, fire truck above it. Thousand dollar hot sauces with, as well yeah with a insane. fire truck hanging above it literally a fire oh, truck I, hanging above I it i never yeah. saw the multi-thousand dollar bottles and i'm glad because oh, sure i probably would have passed out like, <laughs> it's like one drop is enough to you know fund a kid's college pretty much yeah. buy it so it's like, well i could have gone to college but my dad decided to buy some fucking hot sauce so whatever so like Just i said instant regret i do want to say we we did meet some people got some contacts hopefully down the road we're going to have some some folks on the yeah. show so be looking forward to that. I also want to mention I'm going to be at another con on April the 16th, Sunday the April 16th. If anybody's near Wooster, Ohio, Wooster, I love that name, Wooster. Wooster. I'm going to be at the Operation Fandom convention. Uh, Operation Fandom is a store out there. It is awesome. It is all like toys, collectibles, uh, pop culture stuff, just tons of it. And they are they're going to have a convention, and we're going to be out there for that. Um, Way I say we, it'll be myself and my wife. 
Um, but we're going to be out there talking to them, and uh, it's going to be really cool. They're going to have uh, like three or four of the cast members from the Sandlot are going to be out there, so we're hoping to get to talk to them a little bit. Yeah. Um, Specifically, also, I believe it's Smalls, Squint, and Yang. Yeah, yeah. They're all yep. going to be there. Uh, also, uh, I think his name is Daniel Logan, and mm-hmm. he is uh, Boba Fett. He was Boba Fett in uh, what, what was the second it's a, episode? Yeah, it was two. Attack of the Clones. And he's done more stuff in the Star Wars universe, including voices, I think, on Clone Wars and stuff as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ari Lehman's going to be out there. If you haven't met Ari, um, then you haven't been to a con. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we've talked to Ari. He's been uh, to every convention multiple times in the past. He was in the first Friday the Thirteenth movie. He played Jason. So, uh, if you guys can make it out to that, make it out to that. It's going to be a little bit smaller, probably a little more intimate, but it's going to be uh, really cool. We're looking at uh, a lot of toys, collectibles, and pop culture stuff. So, I'm pretty excited about that. So, yeah. again, Operation. He Fandom, might film a live rewind toys out there. Who knows? Probably won't, Matt. But. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna put that put that mojo on you. Yeah. Um, Don't you put that devil on me, Bobby. But uh, yeah, it'll, I, April sixteenth, Sunday, April sixteenth. Uh, best place check out our social medias because I will post everything. Are uh, all through Facebook and Twitter and everything. Uh, you'll be able to find the info for that. So let's go ahead and give our social media stuff. And then we'll get into this week's show proper because I am super excited about this week's episode. I've been looking forward to this for a long time. So let's go ahead and kick off social media. Uh, Matt, let's uh, tell the folks at home what they need to know. And then we'll get into the show. If you are a fan of the Mixtape Podcast, then you need to follow us on the social medias. And if you aren't a fan, well, then you should start listening. Become a fan. Then follow us on the social medias. Here is how you would go about that. The easiest way to find us is by heading to themixtapepod.com and scanning the link tree. Or you can follow the direct links to each one. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. We are on all of them. And you really should follow us. Because we interact with our listeners. We ask you guys to send your mixtape suggestions. We tease upcoming guests and events, and a bunch more. Also, we have a voicemail line. You can call, sing us a song, leave us a message, tell us your thoughts for the show, whatever you want. That number is 513-437-2377 or 513-HERAD77. There it is. All the social media stuff you should know. And like always, remember to stay awesome. All right. So uh, let's get into this week's topic. Like I said, super excited about this one. We've had this one planned for a little while. And uh, just for time constraints with Horror Hound and everything, we, we haven't got to it. But I'm excited. This is a really fun list, in my humble opinion. You guys brought it this week, and um, I'm happy we, that you did. We brought it. We brought it real well. <clears throat> so, right on. <clears throat> for yeah. all of you happy people out there, this week we're going to be doing the one-hit wonders of the 90s, a part two. Part dear, dear. Um, We already yeah. did uh, one-hit wonders of the 90s, part one, and uh, we're going to do part two now. 
And uh, I asked these guys, I said, give me your lists. And they gave me incredible lists. And it's funny. Uh, sometimes on this show, I get to put together lists I don't like, or I don't like some of it, but I like some of it. All right. So, <laughs> sorry, there was a quick technical glitch. There's been some heavy uh, windstorms and things like that. And mm -hmm. we've had some power outages between myself and Kevin in one form or another. So we apologize for, you guys don't know it. To you, there was this weird little yeah. break, and then you're like, hey, he's talking about losing him. But uh, we lost for a second. Yeah. All right, so as I was saying before, I was rudely interrupted by, like, God and Nature. the weather. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> we uh, put together this list, and I'm super-duper-duper-duper excited about it. There, there are all these weeks where, you know, you guys give me good lists, but sometimes I'm like, yeah, that song's fine, whatever. But this week was great. So we're going to kick off. We're going to start with Matt's list this week. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, dude, we're starting off with Matt. You know, it's I random. Know. I just pick one of you guys and start writing shit. Uh, so, again, this is One Hit Wonders of the 90s Part 2. We did the Part 1. Uh, you can go back and listen to that. That was a pretty good episode, I feel. You know, I'm a little biased, but it was a good episode. Uh, this one's better. This list is better, so I'm pretty excited about it. So here is Matt's first choice. Is there something wrong and you can't put your finger on it? Right then, roll to me. Matt brings it early. Good. Roll to me, Delamitri. Uh, they're Scottish. Did you know Spanish they were for of the Amitri? <laughs> <laughs> well, great. I don't know what that means. Which is weird because, like I said, they're Scottish. They're not even yeah. in Spanish. Uh, the band Delamitri released this song, Roll to Me, as the third single from their 1995 album, Twisted. Uh, it became their biggest hit in the U.S. when it reached number 10 on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. Uh, they are a one-hit wonder here. We keep talking about this and talking about this, bands that are one-hit wonders here, but huge everywhere else. Five Delamitri albums have actually reached the top 10 in the U.K., and globally, they've sold six million albums. So, again, one hit wonder here in the states, but massively huge overseas, especially in the UK. I just think that's crazy. Like, what is it about one song that catches here, but then nothing else? Yeah. People, people here are fickle, man. Yeah, we are. Like, you need to listen. We're always on to the new mumble rap star. Right. Yeah, it's like listen the to next the next SoundCloud rapper. <laughs> who for would, some reason, who would that be? I don't know. Probably a little something. <laughs> little something. Little TikTok. Yeah. Little TikTok. Yeah. Little TikTok is next week, though. Little Snapchat filter. Little Snapchat. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Um, so, Matt, you picked Delamitri Roll to me. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk a little bit about why you picked this song? Uh, yeah, it's just a super catchy song. And I could be it entirely is, wrong, it? but the video for this is. If I if I remember correctly, they were all babies in little, little strollers, yeah. like giant adult faces. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? Yeah, and it uh, it, it just stood out as a, a very fun video as well. And it's yeah. super and catchy. Not unlike every other song that I've ever talked about, I have a really good cover version of it on uh, on my Spotify playlist. <laughs> it it's is fantastic. a super duper catchy song and a lot of fun, man. Uh, and it holds up. I. I will say this about the 90s. The 80s, now, 
we are our next episode we're going to be doing industrial music so that'll be a thing yeah. all its own but a lot of 90s pop kind of still holds up today like it could it's kind of interchangeable 80s pop is very 80s mm-hmm. um 70s didn't really have what i would consider pop they did but not exactly the same yeah. but yeah. 90s some of it still holds up like you could play it today and i think people would still be into it you know like they would not really think much of it being that different uh we'll definitely hit industrial and you'll hear a sound that was all 90s and i yeah, listen to i it. think if you play 90s pop music loud enough everyone's gonna get into it oh yeah and people still know it like they still sing it and jam yeah. to it you you put on some macarena may be awful but you play it loud enough somebody's gonna be like fuck yeah let's or, do macarena right now oh there's gonna be at least uh, one fuck set if you play the macarena macarena a lot yeah. loud enough <laughs> might yeah. not end with yeah, yeah. <laughs> like fuck turn it down no. Um, Mine yeah, in with could, you. Could. So uh, the next song on Matt's list is awesome. Uh, I'm actually a, a pretty big fan of this group, and uh, Matt really thought a little outside the box with this one in that I kind of for, I would have personally never thought to add them to the list, which is weird because I love them, but I never really thought of them as a one-hit wonder in any way. Like, I never really thought of them as having a hit. I just thought of them as a band I liked. So here you go. <laughs> Alright, I know you were all dying to go a one-two, a one-two, but that's actually not the original version of this song. That's a remix, and that's the the more popular one. Uh, This is Six Underground by the Sneaker Pimps great band uh and a great great song from their debut studio album becoming x uh this was first released as a single in the uk in september of 96 uh it reached number 15 on the uk singles chart and had some moderate like radio airplay in the u.s but in 97 the movie the saint came out if you guys don't remember that movie with val kilmer uh, it's uh, kind of an yeah. underrated film it's a i actually really enjoy the saint uh the radio station started playing the song a lot more and it started climbing the charts after that. It peaked at number 45 on the Billboard Hot 100 and number 7 on the Billboard Modern Rock Tracks chart. Uh, so band member Chris Corner said, It's about death in a small town environment. You grow up in this shit town and you yearn to get out. A lot of artists, we just can't survive in a place like that. So the essence of that song is that living in small towns is like dying. For us, it was a huge release to get out and to explore the world, to see what everything else is about. We all wanted that, you know, the northern industrial shithole. And that's really what the song is about. It's bleak as hell. <laughs> all right. I never realized it was about that, but okay. No, because it's... I thought it was catchy. It, this is kind of a smooth, sexy sounding song, like, right? You could, yeah. you could put this on with your lady and have a glass of wine and... and She's like, are they talking about dying in an industrial shithole? Is that what they're talking right. about? Ma- like, no. You can make love yeah, in an no. industrial shithole. They're talking wine. about getting out of an industrial shithole. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a great song. And like I said, <laughs> Matt, it. we I all... Mean, make love to your industrial shithole. <laughs> <laughs> Combine the two. It is sexy and disturbing. <laughs> make love to your industrial shithole. 
another Kevin shirt? Is that what? And the sexy <laughs> goes away. I'm starting to understand a few things about your dating life, Kev. Yeah. I want to make love oh. to your industrial shizzle. Let's combine Please the change two. your Tinder bio to that. <laughs> He'd probably get it's got, it's got to be changed from I want a, a lady that feels good on my knee to whose ass <laughs> feels good against <laughs> It's I'm looking for a woman whose ass feels good against my knee. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> to now, I want to make love to your industry. You're probably going to get some responses. Uh, Might not yeah. necessarily not be the ones, the ones you, you want, want, probably. Or maybe we don't. You know. Or yeah, maybe it could be the exact. It could ones be a lot of fun for know. you. We don't know. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, like I said, we're all used to hearing the a one two a one two version, which every time I hear it without it is weird. But I, I actually snagged yeah. the original. This was the original. Uh, Matt, what made you think of uh, Six Underground by the Sneaker Pimps? It kind of comes down to one of those songs like you hear in a particular place and it just like takes you back to that place for better or worse. Um, I think the first time I ever heard this song, I was actually I was getting broken up to. (laughs) Yeah, I was getting broken up to in an industrial shithole. Um, But no, I I actually was washing dishes in a shithole. Um, It was a uh, a yacht club for for rich white folk. Um, I washed. Why why were they in the industrial shithole? No, it just the the kitchen yeah. was so. Uh, okay, uh, yeah, I was just just yearning to finish my shifts so because I could some chicken Kev, and French fries because they were checking on their employees. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's why yeah. they were at the industrial <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> Making sure their employees were doing their damn job. Matt, you better get back to work, you savage. Yeah, <laughs> some shit hole. Talk like Make sure uh, I'm going to climb into my lucky shack. But yeah, it was a it was a very it was one of my I first jobs, and cheat. I just they played a lot of uh, '90s top forty music that uh, was playing at the time in the in the kitchen just to keep us from revolting against the establishment. <laughs> and um, this just, was one of those songs, and it just so no rage against the machine being played. No, no, it was yeah. uh, it was all like calming things and mellow rock. Uh, and I don't know if I don't know if Leona Lewis is gonna be on here but that I love you always forever. Yeah that's a uh, good one. It is head. not but it that is on the songs. It, it might be on a future list. I don't know. We have oh, uh okay. yeah this Could is be. not will, will not be the last um yeah this will not be the last one hit wonders of the nineties even with the stuff that you lovely people. There was a lot of one-hit wonders of the nineties. Yes. Oh yeah, and great. I would say primarily most of the music from the nineties was one-hit. And wonders. they were good. That's the thing. Well, I don't know. They but were I think, really good. I think we yeah. feel that way a lot. Um, but you yeah. know, you had a lot of major hit bands throughout the nineties as well. Some of a yeah. lot of them are still around. You know, but yeah, yeah. I mean that that was the thing. The eighties. I love the eighties, and everybody knows it's like one of my favorite eras of music of all time. Uh, for good, for better or worse. So. <laughs> Some of the one-hit wonders uh, weren't great, but I still love them. And and the same goes for the 90s, but there are, a lot of them are really great. Like, a lot of them are really, really wonderful songs. And what's weird, and I will say this definitely differs from the 80s, the one-hit wonders of the 90s, even though that song might have been their only hit, we still know who the bands are, and we probably mm. still know more songs, even though they didn't make the radio like the billboard charts which is how we yeah. determine most of our one hits we should probably specify that i don't think we ever really yeah. have um like what we consider to be one hits because you get people out there that lose their minds like what about this song in order to be yeah. considered a, a one hit wonder 
most bands need to either hit within the top 100 of on the Billboard. They have to make the Billboard chart within 100. And some bands, even though you know who they are, that just never happens. It doesn't mean you didn't hear them on the radio. They just didn't have what's considered a hit on the charts. So yeah. we should probably specify that. Yeah. Um, I every will, band's going to have fans that, you know, they're like, but this song, like like Jay said, he's like, I thought this was a band I just liked. I didn't realize they were one who wonder. Yeah. Like, every band will find its fan eventually. Well, And you may consider them like a great band, but in reality, they may not be consider that by billboard standards or they may or be by, by music you, church you got to remember there's lots of fantastic bands out there that just never yeah. get discovered by radio it's 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 a lot of lo- it doesn't mean they're not making a good living either yeah. it just means exactly. in order to be in the like in the public eye some radio stations got to pick them up and and they got to play them and it can't be it's got to be k-rock you know it can't be your local yeah. hometown station that's great and then it's got to get requests and airplay. It's 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 a lot of luck, man. It really is. Yeah. So some of these guys are out there grinding it. You know, they're out there doing it all the time, and they make a good living as musicians. I know a lot of session musicians that that's their life, and they they make more money than yeah. I do. You know, but they're they're never going to be famous. They just but they play for the love, which respect for all of yeah. that. You know. Um, I also you said uh, you said. Uh, I don't remember what you said because I'm getting old and I have brain fog. <laughs> yeah. uh, but now you were saying like, you know, maybe they're not great um, or maybe you think they're great and maybe they're not, or maybe they are, you know, just one of those things. Yeah. We, it, whether when I said that about uh, sneaker pimps, when I said I didn't realize they had a hit, what I meant by that was uh, I know a lot of people who know who the, the sneaker pimps are like they're a very popular band. But I didn't realize that they had their style of music made it onto the Billboard, you know, Hot 100. I never yeah. would have, I never um, would have tracked that. They're they were a little more like an alternative band, and just didn't always happen. Mm-hmm. So, trip hop, I believe, is what they would be referred to as. Matt's next song um, is probably the most obscure on the list. Well, it is uh, in that yeah. it was a hit, and I think a lot of people mm-hmm. forgot about this song. Um, I forgot about this song. When Matt sent me over his list, I was like, oh, shit. Totally forgot. And then I started playing it, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, this is such a great song. Totally forgot it existed. So here is Matt's next song. I thought So this is Stars by Hum. Uh, it's the second single from their 95 album, You'd Prefer an Astronaut. Uh, it was fairly successful in the U.S., peaking at number 11 on the hot modern rock charts and at number 28 on the hot mainstream rock charts. Um, it was written by band member Matt Talbot, uh, Jeff Dempsey, and Tim Lash, oh, and Brian St. Uh, Pair. It was actually written years before they signed with RCA Records. So they wrote the song a long time before they ever, ever, ever actually signed. Uh, and then it received some heavy airplay on Los Angeles radio station K-Rock uh, before it was even released as a single. So K-Rock grabbed the song, picked it up, started playing it before the song was ever even released to the public as a single. According to uh, St. Louis Post-Dispatch, K-Rock jumped on the song as soon as RCA... Uh, uh, blah, 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 blah. You have to forgive me. 
because uh, is it time for a stroke mouth? Well, yeah, it be. would be if I had the sounder up. But remember how the power went down? <laughs> oh yeah. So if you guys let's just want to yeah, sing let's it, take it. Everybody, have you heard? Okay. If you're in the game, and then the strokes work. So according <laughs> to Saint. Lewis post dispatch K Rock jumped on the song, and as soon as that, RCA had to rush to release the song nationwide a full month before the scheduled release of the single. Uh, once it did, it debuted on the Billboard Alternative Songs chart, then known as the Modern Rock Tracks chart, at number 32 during the week of June 3rd, 1995, eventually peaking at number 11. Matt, I forgot about this song. So why don't you talk about I have not this song, obviously. <laughs> this No, um honestly this song has been one of my favorite songs since it came out. I absolutely love this song. This is one of those songs that I've kind of been waiting to talk about on this show for a while and I'm probably going to let everybody down by saying that uh, cuz now that I have my chance I'm like I don't know what to say. It's just a super catchy song just like I said about the other two songs but there's just something about it that at the time, I don't think it sounded like anything else that was being played and it holds up and just kind of has, is more of like a timeless song that I actually to, to get a little bit guitar nerdy. Like I, like I often do the, the guitar tones in it, you hear a lot of what you hear now in what they did in this song. Like it, I think it inspired a lot of bands in the future for better or worse. I, I don't, I've never heard any reference to it, but I, I feel like Creed took a lot. I could from this see song, that. So even you though said, they don't. And, and the rest of the album too, it's you a said lot. Like you've never like heard Creed. anything like it. And I was like, my brain wanted to say, well, kind of remember the music. Not the vocals reminded like me pre, of Creed, pre-Creed. but then I realized yeah. this was probably this was right before Creed. Like, yeah, it's uh, like emo Creed. So yeah, I get that. I get, I totally yeah. hear that when you say that. I hear Creed in the music. So not the not the yeah. vocals at all. Um, no, it it's like if Weezer wrote Creed songs. So this song right. was actually really well received. Like people loved this song, man. It was like, uh, yeah. I, I I I there's a quote from Howard Stern. Actually, he he said on his show, um, this the song "Stars" made him cry, and he loved it so much. And then, so I mean, yeah. Howard Stern. It's, I mean, you know, the lyrics whatever. are pretty deep as well, and they're still around, by the way. Like, actually, just listened to a new album of theirs that came out in the past couple of years, not too long ago. Well, that's um, cool. But yeah, it they they like, like you're probably going to lead to. They didn't really have any other songs that charted. But no, yeah, no, yeah. They they've like broken up and gotten back together a few times and released new music. And well, yeah, Matt, still, from what I can tell, they're still doing it. In so. case you didn't know, a band called Evergreen Terrace did a cover of the song back in 2004. I'm fully aware it's fantastic. <laughs> as did uh, no, it, it's on an album called Writer's Block. Yeah, um, yeah. I think I sent it to you, but. Um, uh, the band Bleeding Through also did a cover of it on, I believe, Punk Goes 90s, uh, which is a fun fun series of, of albums. Um, they have some misses in the series. <clears throat> Punk Goes Crunk. It's not that great. I, but, it's okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, for what yeah, it is. There's you a just got a lot songs. of white yeah. bands doing rap songs that they have to try to dance it's around. It's more fun words. when they figure out fun ways to do it. 
Like, yeah. the punk version of Gin and Juice is, like, one of my favorite things in the world. So. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just one yeah, of those weird things, yeah. So Matt brought his fourth song, and uh, this 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 song is so endlessly interesting to me on so many levels. The first thing I want to say about your final song is that I fucking love this song. Loved it from the day it came out. The second I started playing it again, I've probably, since... Since you sent this list over, it, it went right back up into my favorites, and I've listened to it like a number of times. But I, I guarantee Kevin knows the song, but what I'm curious is, does Kevin know the story behind the song? But here is Matt's final pick. He'll appreciate the kind of straightforward manner in which you told him your decision. Unless he's a real jerk or a crybaby, he'll remain friends. Not a Surf, popular, uh, releases the first single from their debut album, High Low, from 1996. So before I go into the notes about the song, Kev, I assume you know the song Popular by Not a Surf. Oh, yeah, I remember that song. A great choice, Matt. <laughs> but thank you, do, thank you. So I had said in, that I figured you knew the song, uh, but do you mm. know about this song, like where it came from? No, not offhand. Dude, you're going to uh, love I definitely this. now want to hear the backstory the backstory of the song is so much fun so the song was was presented as if it was sarcastic advice to teenagers um but it's <laughs> it's not it is uh, according to not a surf standards but this is taken from a book uh the book yeah. is penny's guide to teenage charm and popularity by american actress gloria winters um <laughs> um so Winters was an actress most remembered for having portrayed the well-mannered niece, Penny King, in the 1950s and 1960s American television series Sky King. In 1964, mm. Winters wrote Penny's Guide to Teenage Charm and Popularity, which was released by Prentice Hall. It's an etiquette book aimed at young girls. They took the lyrics mm -hmm. directly out of that book, except for the chorus, you know, I'm popular, yeah. I'm a quarterback. That's the only part. The, yeah. Everything he is saying is taken out of that book. Uh, this song reached number 11 on the U.S. Billboard Modern Rock charts uh, and propelled the album to number 63 on the Billboard 200. Uh, and here's the thing about Not a Surf, if you don't know, this song was different than anything else they did before or after. They've talked yeah. about this song a lot because it wasn't their style. Um, they kind of did this as a one-off. And they have their fans, and they, they've talked about the fact that they do this song, and they're like, we have two people. The people that like are, are were our fans before and hate this song, and the people that didn't listen to us and love this song. <laughs> so it's interesting to kind of <laughs> know. But when I learned that this, all the lyrics were taken out of an actual book from the 50s and the 60s about teenage etiquette, and then you listen to the lyrics, you're like, oh, my God, it's wonderful. Yeah. And how hard this song hit for, you know, this is 1996. I just got out of high school, and to think about, the lyrics of this song and how they pertain to so many people you knew in high school. And it's mm. just kind of effed up, but Matt, it's your song. So I want you, yeah. thank you for, uh, bringing this one. Yeah. Love this song You're so welcome. much. Why did you pick popular by not a surf? 
Well, I mean, I think, you know, as, as sarcastic as they, oh, they wanted to. I should specify, it, it's nada, not not a. Nada. N-A-D-A. Because <laughs> I keep saying yeah. not a surf, and it sounds like not, not a, surf, a surf. Which means the same thing, but go ahead. Yeah. Um, as as sarcastic as they wanted to take it, I, I think uh, it, it's a pretty good guide to life. You know, wash your hair at least once every two weeks. And if you see once Johnny Football here in the hall, weeks. tell him he played a great game. Tell him you liked his article in the newspaper. I love you, know, you got to do that. <laughs> it's so good, man. This yeah. song is fucking incredible. Such a great yeah. song. Um, it is. Yeah. It's and the best. This can go on. Like, if you think you're ready to go out with Johnny, now's the time to tell him about your one month limit. He won't mind. He'll appreciate your fresh look on dating. And once you've dated someone else, you can date him again. You I'm can sure date him like again. It. I'm sure he'd like it. I just love that as he's saying it, he gets more and more worked up. <laughs> you're so <Yeah>. novel. <laughs> he just gets like pissed you want off. A good idea. You can keep you time to yourself. You don't need date insurance. You can go out with whoever you want to. And yes, I have the lyrics pulled up. Every boy in the so. world. <laughs> <laughs> if you just uh, listen to my plan, the teenage guide to popularity. You sound more it's like such a, a Muppet. Just... <laughs> that sounds like a Muppet. <laughs> yeah. hey, a teenage yeah. guide to popularity. Kermit is popular by not us, her. Wonderful, wonderful song. Uh, and yeah. a great way to round out your list, dude. I, I think this song would hold up in almost every generation. Like kids could play it today. Say, yeah. you know, same mm-hmm. deal. Might play it for my kids. I have a feeling that they would probably really get into it. I really want to hear uh, her thoughts on it. I should song. I should try yeah. to get them to do like that, a kids react for me. That'd be like great. Play it. Yeah. That would be that fun. would. So, all right, we're gonna go into my list next. We're gonna do my list, and we're gonna finish things off with Kev's list. And I just keep bringing the fun. Actually, we just keep bringing the fun this whole week. Like, everything is going to make you guys happy. Like, everything I think you're going to hear out. I want to know if there's a song you guys don't like on this list when we are finished. But that's not on this list. That was the Please don't put that on the list. It's not on the list. Side note, now is a good time to mention the Spotify playlist will be up along with this episode as well. Yeah, and uh, we have yeah, our playlists are up, and soon, very soon, all those lists are going to be available. I've been putting it together. Matt sent me the links, and I'm slowly putting it together uh, so that you'll be able to go to the website and click on those links and take you there as well. So, uh, so here is my first pick. Oh, I'm the lyrical Here come the hot stepper. Any Kamozi. Kamozi. I don't know how you say it. I don't care. I love the song. Uh, this was released as the lead single from his 1995 album of the same name. Kamozi's uh, Kamozi's only song to reach the top 40 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100, peaking atop the chart. Uh, in December of 94 and remaining there for two weeks. Uh, it contains, I know you're not going to believe this, but a lot of different samples, um, no, including vocals, <laughs> including vocals from the champ <laughs> by Mo, the Mohawks, uh, hot pants by Bobby bird and la di da di by Dougie fresh. The guitar notes from hung up, uh, on my baby by Isaac Hayes are also in here. So you'll be able to hear that too. And the song uses the na-na-na-na chorus from the Cannibal and the Headhunters version of Land of a Thousand Dances. 
The verse vocal melody is reminiscent of the Beatles' Come Together, which was inspired by Chuck Berry's Inspired by. <laughs> you can't catch me. <laughs> inspired by. by. Ripped off. Listen, I love you, Beatles, but you stole the damn lyrics almost 100%. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Billboard plays Here Comes the Hot Stepper at number 126 in their ranking of Billboard's top songs of the 90s back in 2019. This song has always just made me happy. I can recall. It, you can't feel bad about you this song. Can't. I mean, it, it, and yeah. So many nights cruising down the road in my 95 Beretta. And, uh, oh, I thought he was going to say in his 6'4. <laughs> cruising down the road in my 6'4. My 6'4. No, in my, I had a 1995 red Beretta, and uh, nothing gets more 90s than that. And, uh, I'd crank this song, you know, uh, pop open the sunroof, roll down the windows, crank this song up, and thought I was the shit. I wasn't, but I yeah. thought I was, and that's all that really mattered yeah. to me at the time. True so. that. So yeah. as I long as you feel like you're the shit, you truly are the shit. I actually yeah. had, uh, once again, Matt always goes back to his, I had a cover version, and Jay always goes back to his, I had a compilation cassette, <laughs> and this song was <laughs> on that <laughs> the compilation cassette. No, this was uh, the compilations, yeah. yeah. It was on uh, MTV, I forget what it was, MTV something. It was this, and Creep was on there, too, by Radiohead. I remember that was on there as well, and a bunch of other stuff. It was her. I thought you were going to say Creep by TLC, but all right. No, no Radiohead. Next one on my list, uh, I got to be completely honest. Uh, I love this song so much, and I fully expected it to see it on Matt's list just oh. from conversations we'd had and things that he had mentioned, and yeah. when he di- when I didn't, I had to go ahead and put it on my list. All for you. Kev, so many people thought this was Hootie and the Blowfish when it came out, but no. Why, why, why do you specify Kevin, by the way? Why do you specify Kevin? Well, hey, Kevin. Because I thought maybe he <laughs> well, would think I mean, it was Hootie and the Blowfish, and I know you know who it is. Yeah. <laughs> you? I thought you were going the Darius Rucker route, but no, all right. I don't think Kevin looks like Darius Rucker, but he's gotten that before. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's weird. He's actually been told that before. I've never seen it. He's he's black and he's yeah. bald, I, and sometimes has a goatee. Yeah. Aside from that, I don't really see the dairy truck. Well, that's like saying I'm white and have a beard, so I must look like Kenny Rogers. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up, Matt. I do not look like Lionel Richie. (laughs) You look more like Kenny Rogers than I do, Matt. And neither of us look like Kenny Rogers. I look nothing like Kenny Rogers. Yeah, I just I knew you knew who it was, Matt, because I you and I had had conversations about this song and how oh, yeah. people thought it was Hootie and the Blowfish, and I wasn't yep. sure if Kev knew who sang this song or not. Kevin, do you know who sings this song? Uh, Tom Popper? No, no. Tom, okay, the comedian? No, he means John. No, no. He means uh, John, Popper. John Popper. So, yeah, uh, oh, no, Blues that Popper. is the other yep, bands no. that people think they always think it's either Hootie and the yep. Blowfish or the Blues Travelers, but this is actually Sister Hazel. So uh, it was uh, the debut single from Sister Hazel, originally appearing on their, I cannot say that word. Anyway. Eponymous? On, yeah. Debut album. Yeah, sure. That's close enough. You uh, write these scripts. I don't know why you put words like that in there. 
Because I like big words and I cannot lie. Anyway, it came out in 1997. (laughs) The song was re-recorded for their second album, Somewhere More Familiar. It became their signature song, peaking at number 11 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. I think that's what hurt them. Although I think this is better than most Hootie and the Blowfish songs. Uh, I will not say that about the Blues Travelers, but it is to me right up there with some Blues Travelers songs. I love this fucking song, man, so much. It, it is a great song. This yeah. this holds in that true fashion of uh, Extraordinary by um, Better Than Ezra. Most people don't know that's Better Than Ezra. And they hear the song Extraordinary, and they're like, who is this? Is this? And then they name like 15 bands, and you're like, no, it's Better Than Ezra. And then they're like, oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> and this is the same thing. <laughs> I think that people, maybe they were just a one hit because people assumed <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. was they, they were every other band that they yeah, were. and yeah. they weren't. Mm. Um, I actually think he has a slightly better voice, but whatever. Um, yeah, so it's a fun ass song. I just really enjoy this song. So uh, I've always really liked it. I remember when it first hit the radio. Um, I was like, man, that's a fucking blast to listen to. And I know Matt, you and I have had conversations about this song. So I, 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 I yeah. and like. Right before we all put together these lists, it, you had brought it up for one reason or another, and I thought for sure, like, oh, this is going to make make Matt's list. And when it didn't, I was like, oh, well, it's going to make Jay's list then. So, Well, strangely, uh, Here Come the Hot Stepper was one I had to remove from my list. So that was one that actually almost made it on my list. <laughs> did I tell you to remove I, I it, you, or did you just have... No, no, I, I just happened to remove it, so I'm glad that it, it actually down. ended up on yours. Well, we'll get into it here in a sec but uh i believe that that one was sent in no no it's a song on kevin's list that uh stewie d was like hey you guys should put this song on there and uh, i was like can't do that it's already on there so and you also listed like eight other songs no that wasn't for this that's for a different episode this for the industrial (laughs) one Uh, yeah so uh next song on my list guys here you go it's no surprise to me My Own Worst Enemy might be another song that I think people just got wrong, what band it was. I think if you knew, you knew, and then a lot of people just assumed it was a bunch of other bands at the time that sounded like this. But this is My Own Worst Enemy by Lit. This was released in 1999 as the lead single from Lit's second album, A Place in the Sun. Uh, it only moderately was only moderately successful at first, reaching number 17 on the Modern Rock Tracks chart. Um, but then it later achieved mainstream success, peaking at... What are you laughing at? Are you laughing at me because I say that slow? No, it's... I heard a snicker. Are you chart, ma- <laughs> that specific chart ends up on every song. I know, and you know I have a hard time. it's very difficult to say yeah, every time. I thought that's and why you were laughing, because I have you, to slow just, down every really time. Because yeah, you know what happens when I don't slow down. tracks chart. It's very, yeah. They changed the name. It's not that anymore, thank God. Somebody yeah. finally realized after years, like, hey, that's really hard to say. Like, and this is really a pain in the ass for anybody who speaks for any kind of <laughs> amount of time to try and say repeatedly. The Modern yeah. Rock Tracks chart. Uh, so it actually, like I said, it, it, it ended up becoming, uh, it landing number 51 on the Billboard Hot 100 chart after some time. So it actually started climbing. And number one on the Modern Rock Tracks, also known as the Alternative Songs chart. A Place in the Sun was certified platinum by the RIAA for sales of 
why why so specific? One million three hundred thousand copies in the U.S. Uh, at the nineteen, I don't know. That's the numbers that I pulled yeah, off. Reach so. a certain level, and you're like, "Hey, we're gonna oh, just say over a million. You know, it's fine. Yeah, um, over a million at the nineteen ninety nine Billboard Music Awards. My own worst enemy won the Modern Rock Track of the Year award. Uh, why they never had another hit beyond that is, um, I don't know. Uh, they're a great band, and obviously still this played to this day. Yeah, yeah, and this well, they're still together as far as I know. They still tour and stuff. I think they're going to be through here sometime soon or close by. But what's funny is like this album does great. This this track does great. Like their video does great. I these are things that just sort of was it just they weren't ever able to capture it again or like what happens? I don't know. But this is um, one of my go tos, man. Uh, it's a very iconic song. It really is. For this d- decade. Yeah, I don't think anybody doesn't know this song. Like, you know what I mean? Like, kids, again, are going to know the song because mm-hmm. it's still played all the time. So, I don't know, man. Like, on, like, majority of, like, old school, like, by old school, I mean, 90s Disney shows probably play this a lot, I would assume, or Nickelodeon would yeah. probably play this. Disney shows. Intro. Talking yeah. about getting wasted and passing out in your front yard. Yeah, this I don't know if you know this, man, but this song is car. this song has not got uh, uplifting lyrics. <laughs> yeah, it, it's pretty much about like ruining your life because about being you're your a worst fucking enemy. addict essentially, and you're an yeah. alcoholic. And uh, we were what were we listening? Just, Melissa just like and a I, kid star. Melissa know? and I were. Yeah, well, I mean, you're not wrong about that. Yeah, there you go. Right. So it's the yeah. true story of Disney. Sorry, uh, yeah, cast Glee. Melissa and I were talking about. Well, we were watching something uh, like a night or two ago, and they played a clip of this song, and she's like, "Oh my god, yet another song that sounds way happier than it actually ends up being." Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, but it's so good, man. It's like such a fun song, and I think he's tongue in cheek, like, you know, like, what the fuck oh, is yeah. wrong with me? I'm such a fuck up, you know. Um, but that's great. I mean, the line. It's no surprise to me. I am my worst enemy because every now and then I kick the living shit out of me. Is yeah, so apropos. I have felt that many times yeah. in my life. So, uh, by the way, their their merch store is fantastic. I'm on it right now. <laughs> He's like, I'm yeah. buying some merch. They they uh, they are still together. They have a new album out, and they have a podcast called My Own Worst Enemy Podcast. Oh, really? Oh, well, that's yeah. cool. Just saw I that. I didn't yeah, know that. Check that out. That's really cool. Yeah. So it's check that out, the homepage. Check it out. All right, so I have one more song, and uh, uh, not a great. Well, is it though? Is it not a great band name? I don't know, but it's a wonderful song. Some will die in hot pursuit while sifting through my ashes. Oh, Some will fall in love with life and drink it from a fountain that is pouring like an avalanche. This one's been mentioned several times. You on my lips and smell you in my. We are all in different places, but that's okay. This is the Butthole Surfers, and the song is called Pepper. Uh, from their seventh studio album, Electric Larry Land, which might be one of my favorite album names of all time, Electric Larry Land. I don't know why. Uh, from 1996, released in April of 96, the track reached number one on the Billboard Modern Rock Tracks chart, and number 29 on the Billboard Hot 100 Airplay chart, becoming the top-ranked song of 1996 on the former listing. Uh, The lyrics of the verse list 10 characters 
and describe how some either die or escape a brush with death. Well, that's what this entire song is about, well, the, lyrics, the verses. The song also includes the bridge played in reverse. Uh, the reversed words are in the, fir- are in the first and last lines of the chorus. I don't mind the sun sometimes, the images it shows. You never know just how you look through other people's eyes. Those are played in reverse. According to Spike TV, who put the song on their list of the top 10 hits uh, the band wishes didn't exist, the song was written as a send-up of Beck. So, And I totally could hear that. I could totally get it. Yeah, Yeah. sounds a lot like It's a very Mm Beck-ish sounding song. I don't know that the band doesn't wish this song existed. I would hate to think that. I understand that sometimes... Bands have hits that they feel kind of crush the band because of it, but I don't think that's the case with the Butthole Surfers. I think they were more of a punk kind of band that had a hit and weren't expecting it. I think that happens a lot with punk bands. It's like, we're not in it for the hits. If we get one, cool, but that's not really what we're trying to do. With a name like Butthole Surfers, (laughs) like they don't want success. So horrible name, yes or no? I don't know. Terrible, Uh, terrible name. It is, but- It is a horrible name. It's an awful name. But it sticks in your memory. So exactly. unfortunately, that's the, yes, yeah. that's the thing, right? So is it a bad a name? mental image? You can't get on out. one layer on one layer. It is a bad name. And on another, it's a fantastically thought out name. So it's, it's very bizarre. <laughs> you can't get, you know what else you can't get out is the cover for electric Larry land. And this, like, which I've cover? seen that cover of the guy with the, drawn the, car- uh, with the, Oh no, I'm talking There's about two the cartoon yeah, cover like with the, the pencil drawing, going in the eye. Done really graphic. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one I know. Yeah, there's two. There's two covers. There's also one with just like a prairie dog on it. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I I always mm. think of the one with the the cartoon drawing and the pencil in the eye. Yeah. That's the one I. I'll I'll find it and send it to you in the chat. Yeah, I saw that cover everywhere. You know. You know, back in the nineties. Yeah, me too. Well, and when it, this song came out, and this was a f- like again different. We hadn't heard mm-hmm. anything quite like this. So there was this weird thing in the nineties with like almost. Well, spoken word during song. We just did popular and now now um, Pepper, and there yeah. were a few more. Everybody's free to wear sunscreen, which uh, could make it on one of these lists. I love that. True. That's that's Baz Luhrmann. Um, yeah. And do mm. you guys do you guys Didn't know, I know that? Do you guys know who is singing in that song? The Everybody's Free. You should, Matt. Is it William Shatner? No, no, no. The singing. <laughs> he part. he did some. He did the William other song. Shatner. It's Tevin Campbell. <laughs> That's Tevin Campbell? Everybody's free. What am Everybody? I thinking of? I have no idea. Well, I mean, there's no, yeah. the rest of the song is talking. It's wear sunscreen if I have one. So the original version of that song, which is not on anybody's list, doesn't have the everybody's free part in it. I don't believe it's just the to the graduating class of 1990. Is it 99? Yes. But then they add the Tevin Campbell, Everybody's Free to Feel Good from what soundtrack? Uh, It's Romeo and Juliet. Romeo and Juliet. I knew you'd get there because I knew you love that soundtrack. So I'm like, we'll get get there. Yeah. Uh, But Pepper by the Butthole Surfers is just one of those songs that I loved in the 90s. I'm like, God, what a a catchy effing song. It's Mm -hmm. just so much fun to listen to. Um, The beat is so much fun. The video is pretty cool to watch too. It's like a Zapruder film. And again, you get st- <laughs> yeah, kind of, and you get the uh, you get the story in the lyrics, which is like mm-hmm. you know kind of fun too. So, well, we're gonna go into Kev's list. We're gonna go into Kevin's list here on the mixtape coming to you live. Kevin Casey Masterpiece Coleman's gonna bring it. 
with this. Slide whistle hits of the 90s. With this, his first ditty in Kevin's picks of one hit wonders of the 90s. I am feeling What's going on? What's up? Kevin sent me, uh, he wanted four non-blondes, what's going on? And I had to correct it because the song is not called What's Going On. This song is called mm-hmm. What Up. This song is What's Up. But wow, Kevin got digital there for a second. <laughs> digital slide. <laughs> that digital slide whistle. Uh, this is what's up the by the Blondes. This, this came out in 1993. Second single from their debut album, "Bigger, Better, Faster, More." Uh, the video was nominated Stronger. in the category of Best Alternative Rock Video at the MTV Video Music Awards. The song had its origins uh, well before Four Non Blondes, though. Uh, during the time when the two were struggling musicians in San Francisco, Third Eye Blind frontman Stefan Jenkins recalled sitting in a room with Linda Perry. So they're like sitting around, they're, they're chatting, whatever. And at that point in time, Linda Perry had, was working as a waitress, right? They're like sitting there, they're kind of playing music back and forth and chatting to one another. And... Um, she plays this original composition there, you know, to each other. And he like, she kind of plays it to him and they, they start playing off each other. Right. And he plays her an early version of semi-termed life. And she plays him a version of what's up. So I think that's really cool. I did not know that the two were like friends, which is, I'm not surprised though. Linda Perry's amazing. We'll, we'll talk about that in a second, but who she is now, because people think one hit wonder four non blondes, whatever, but mm, I, I wouldn't, I don't like to, think that way about Linda Perry because it's not exactly the case. That being said, the song reached number 14 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 and went gold. Peaked higher in a lot of other countries, reaching number one in Austria, Belgium, Denmark, Germany, Iceland, Ireland, the Netherlands, Norway, Sweden, Switzerland. Pretty crazy. Uh, Reached number two in the U.K. and Australia. uh, Ranked number 94 on VH1's 100 Greatest One-Hit Wonders of All Time. Uh, so I mentioned Linda Perry. A lot of people were like, well, she did that one song with Four Non Blondes. Linda Perry is still around um, more than you think. She went on to produce mostly. Uh, we've talked about soundtracks here. We've talked about The Crow City of Angel- Angels. She does a song mm-hmm. called Knock Me Out with Grace Slick. And if you have not heard it, go Fantastic. listen. Yeah. Um, mm. They did that Led Zeppelin tribute album. A bunch of different bands came on and did that. Matt, do you, you remember the name of that, right? It's um, Yeah, it's called Encomium. Encomium. Yeah, and they do Misty Mountain, Misty Hop. Mountain Hop. Oh my God, she like slaughters it. It's, it might be better yeah, than Zeppelin. Yeah, it's really good. Like she is incredible. So she goes on to produce after that and is still working with some of your biggest names. I know she's done stuff with like Pink and like just all these different people. So Linda Perry is still around. She's amazing. I have tried so many times to get in contact with her. I would love to talk to her here on the show, but as of yet, not happy. That would be pretty cool. I have yeah. not managed to get a hold of her, but Linda, M- fan Ms. of the show. Ms. Perry, if you're here. If you're, when yeah. you're, when listen, you're listening you listen, to this episode. Uh, yeah. Okay, when you're listening, drop, drop uh, thanks for subscribing. <laughs> Share with your friends. Share with your friends. Yeah. Um, <laughs> come on the show. We'd love to talk about your career. Not a joke. Let's, we're going to, we're going to yeah. secret this. We're going to put it out into the world. 
Going to put it on her vision board we haven't talked about in a while. Linda Perry and, uh, listens to the mixtape, allegedly. So yeah, should you. Why don't you? <laughs> yeah. Keep going. We're going to push through because this is a wonderful list. And Kevin's next pick. Right. We're going to plug away. Mm. Here's Kevin's next song. <laughs> I won't be held responsible. She fell in love in the first place. For the life of me, I cannot remember what made us think that we were wild and we never compromised. For the life of me. Uh, this is okay. Super depressing. This is the freshman by Matt. What band? What band? What band? The Verve Pipe. Yay! The Verve Pipe, not yeah. to be confused with The Verve. We will talk about that. What are the chances of that? And that wasn't planned. Right. That just happened. Yeah. Uh, so this like was, The Who versus The Guest Who. Yes! It's mm-hmm. so weird, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Who, the Mongolian throat-singing metal band. <laughs> this well. song came out in January of 97 <laughs> as the third single from their second album, Villains. The song became the band's breakthrough hit and is the group's highest charting single, peaking at number five on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. The song first appeared in acoustic style on their 1992 album, I've Suffered a Healthy, uh, I've Suffered a Head Injury, a Healthy Injury. <laughs> I've Suffered a Head <laughs> Injury. Apparently I have. Um, I was going to say, much like you trying to describe <laughs> yeah. the title of the song, um, you too have suffered a head injury. They then came back. And well, re- you just lived through a tornado. So Shut up. Give, yeah. you, give you some slack. You guys are, <laughs> he went to bed, though, my friends are with that head injury. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was recorded a second time and released on the band's 96 album, Villains. Uh, later that year, the band recorded the song again, this time with the producer with producer Jack Joseph Poog, I think is how you pronounce it. Uh, for release as a single in January of 97. Subsequent pressings of Villains replaced the original album version with the single version. Uh, in a 2018 interview with Song Facts, Brian Vander Ark, who I have tried to get on this show because he's amazing. Uh, Brian, when you're listening to this episode, I follow you on yep. TikTok. You guys should follow the Verve uh, pipe on TikTok. Brian is... Yeah. Get, with, get with Linda Perry and come on the show. Yeah, he's a wonderful like it. wonderful dude. Um, very just outgoing with his fans and seems all around cool. But in a 2018 interview with Song Facts, he said, It's for the most part a made-up story, which most of my songs are. These are stories that I come up with and I do characters. Part of the story was true and the fact that I had gone out with a girl and my buddy had gone out with her after I went out with her and then I went out with her again and then she ended up getting pregnant and having an abortion. But from there, there's poetic license that happens and makes the story more dramatic. A neophyte writer the that I was, I ended up having her commit suicide and that never actually happened. So... um for those of you who wonder, the song is not a true story. Um, he's just telling a story in the song. Uh, so I also heard him talk. He's on TikTok. I think I've told this story before. And he said people come up to him all the time and go, oh, my God, you're the Verve Pipe? And he says, yeah. And they said, Bittersweet Symphony. Did you write that? And he goes, yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, because it's an amazing song. And I didn't really write it, but I'm just going to tell him I did. So I think that's pretty wonderful, too. <laughs> um, Bittersweet Symphony is the Verve. Uh, the freshman is the Verve Pipe. Great song, like great song. Uh, Kev, you want to talk about this song for a moment? Uh, well, I just thought it was a you know nice, smooth little ballad. You know, very melancholy in a way. 
Uh, do you want me to repeat that as a in, robot voice? In uh, a way, or uh, every way. <laughs> Very yeah. melancholy in a way, but uplifting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the most uplifting yeah. song. Yeah, when when I'm in my um, industrial shithole, this is what I play. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Kevin Kevin plays the song when he sinks into his industrial shithole. <laughs> shithole, and he then he plays the next song to get him out of his industrial shithole mood. Like, girl, let's reenact the freshman in this industrial shithole. Do you want to know when it's you? No, I was I was gonna say that's gonna be on my tender. <laughs> that'll, right. that'll be a cutout joke if this was the video version. <laughs> It's not, uh, Matt. I was, you, I was about to say something. I'm like, nah, better not. Do you want to know what song gets him out of his industrial shithole mood? I would love what to. Sucks that. I tried to get a clip. Here it comes. I wanted some lyrics. <laughs> so this is Rex in effect, Rump Shaker, released in August of 92 as the lead single from their second album, Hard or Smooth. Uh, the song never managed to get to number one on the Billboard Hot 100 like and Hot R&B hip hop singles and track charts because of that damn Whitney Houston version of You know, there's just some songs I don't yeah. attempt. I just leave it to you guys because I know it's going to be so much better. Uh, um, yeah. yeah, so Whitney Houston caused a, a few people not to make the charts, man. That song knocked a couple people out. I think we've talked about a, a one or two in mm-hmm. the past. Um, but Rump Shaker did hit number one on the hot rap singles and number nine on the hot dance music club play charts. So not too shabby. <laughs> Rex in effect. Yeah. The way they name these well, charts. Well, it's the hot dance slash club play charts. So it's like two charts. So it's the hot dance yeah. music chart slash the club play charts. So whatever. Yeah. Uh, the song opens with Teddy Riley chanting the chorus. All I want to do is zoom, 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 and a boom, boom. We get verses wrapped by Akil Davidson, Teddy Riley, and Markel Riley. But here is a cool factoid uh, that you may not have known. Do you guys know who wrote Teddy Riley's verse of this song? Please don't say R. Kelly. Please don't no, say it R. wasn't R. Kelly. <laughs> it was his young protege at the time. Dodged a bullet there. A young Pharrell Williams. Oh, Whoa. wow. So, All right. Yeah, just a little, little fun. That's kind of cool. Yeah. That pretty, is pretty damn cool. So, Kev, you picked uh, Rump Shaker. You want to mm-hmm. want to give a little background well for me it takes me back to the days i used to hang out at zavo's uh teen dance club and uh it was a fun time in my life right yeah yeah when i too was a teen this wasn't like last week or anything you just said it you reminded me the way you said zavo's reminded me of we're playing horseshoes Horseshoes. Horseshoes. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> what 
<laughs> yeah, let's let's go to this former strip club now turned teen dance club mm-hmm. uh, that happened in the 1990s. So. I think we've had this discussion. Teen pregnancy. Yeah, Ohio's a weird yeah. place. Well, oh, shut up, yeah. shut up, Slipknot. It is and, and Surge Cola. Dude, it, it, well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> fair, fair point. That never yeah. happened. Uh, and it we didn't happened. have we didn't have places to strap our horses when we came to school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just feel yeah. like I feel like that the soundtrack for for Matt's high school days would have been the Old Town Road, like <laughs> <I mean, laughs> bull riding and boo ways. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and you just see like you go into the high school and there's like a bunch of fifteen year olds with spittoons next to their desk. Right. <laughs> <laughs> to Missouri, not fucking Tombstone, you're Arizona. The, hey, brother, you're the one who said, listen, you're saying you lived in Missouri, but then tell us that they had places to tie their horses up when they came into school. Yeah, I don't I, I mean, yeah, it was semi-rural in spots. Your yeah. first prom date died of consumption. The yeah, second one died of dysentery. She was a fucking Oregon trail. And she had a watch stuck up her ass. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. <laughs> she died of consumption. For for the record, uh, listeners, uh, tapeworms, if you will, um, they got more of these stories in person. By the way, I just don't know if they re- recall some of them. We love those <laughs> stories, man. Yeah, so we love some Matt stories. <laughs> anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not all of them. Some of them are pretty, pretty great. Uh. God. So Kev has one more song. We have one more song uh, to add to this week's playlist. Uh, again, guys, One Hit Wonders of the 90s Part 2. Hopefully you guys have been enjoying the playlist um, that we've put together. I'm going to say this next song, this last song, uh, came very close to making my list. Um, and then Stewie D actually even mentioned this song. Uh, so I'm just glad that it's on here because what an awesome song. Wait a minute. Again, I had this Love on uh, <laughs> another compilation cassette. Uh, this is Cantaloupe by us three, also known as uh, Flip. What is it? Flip Fantasia. Flip Fantasia. Yeah. So this is a yep. British jazz rap group, Us Three was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously, it was Us Three uh, play on U2. Had to be, right? Like I assume, Could I've be. always assumed it was like them kind of making fun of U2. It was Us Three. Bitty, bitty, bop. That's what I always assumed. Funky, funky. So this song came out yeah. in 1992 as the lead single from their debut album, Hand on the Torch, which the album dropped in 93. The song was recorded as a demo a year before the group's first release and features a sample of Herbie Hancock's songs, uh, Cantaloupe Island. So there, you, that's, you know, there's where you get the cantaloupe. Uh, there's also the announcement at the beginning of the song by Pee Wee Marquette, which was taken from the Blue Note album A Night at Birdland, Volume 1, by the Art Blakely Quintet. Cantaloupe, Flip Fantasia, did not chart in the UK, but in the US it reached number 9 on the Billboard Hot 100, becoming the group's only top 40 single. It was then re-released in the UK, where it peaked at number 23. Uh, This song certified gold by the RIAA, and uh, that happened in 1994. 
selling over 500,000 copies. Besides being one of the catchiest MF and songs of all time and fun to try to figure out all the lyrics, Kev, why'd you pick it? Well, for me, I mean, in the 90s, there was always these groups with like weird jazz rap fusions, like uh, Tribe Called Quest would have their, you know, uh, like weird like jazz moments in their songs, Diggable was it Planets. Groovy, and- groovy, jazzy, funky. I would say so. I mean, that's uh, that's my feeling towards. Was it crazy, sexy, cool? It was crazy. Sometimes it was sexy, but it was always cool. There you yes, go. It had to be. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. But you know, I was always like this, like jazz beat. It was great. Like you know, when first studying like graphic design back when I was in uh, Diamond Oaks Vocational School, uh, it was you know always nice to kind of like create you know new things with this playing in the background. So. There you go. I That's think that, why I picked it. I think that, you know, we talk about that, and it sounds a little silly, like me saying, I drove around in my Beretta, and you said, uh, this was played in a background-wide design stuff. But really, this is all true. Like, this is... Yeah. These are why we have these memories of these songs. They we, they take you yeah. back to that specific point It, it becomes the soundtrack to your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... We, this was definitely on the mixtape that I put together with uh, Stay by Lisa Loeb and <laughs> Counting Crows, Mr. You Jones. Stay. I only hear on what I want to. Mr. Jones and me. Tell each other fairy tales. This is our mashup. So that was our picks. But we have a few picks from the tapeworms. Not a lot this week, but we do have a few. Uh, Stewie D sends us Barbie Girl by Aqua, which we have talked about here on the show before. I think inappropriate lyrics uh, might, oh, might yeah. come up because that song's about S&M. Um, he also gives us Black, Bel- Black Velvet by Alana Miles. So uh, that song actually released in 1989, but it hit the charts in 1990, so it counts. It was a one-hit wonder from Alana Miles in 1990. Uh, Armchair Booking on Twitter said Breakfast at Tiffany's, 500 Miles. Send me on my way, and in the meantime, we've talked about in the meantime on this show before too. That's Space Hog. It's a wonderful song. Yeah. Uh, Five hundred miles. Rusted root there, by the way. Yeah, I love that song. Send me on my way. way. Yeah. Send me on my way. Send me on my way. Send me it's another dishwashing song, by the way. I would like to tell my I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna tell you to run. You wanna run? I'm gonna say it, buddy. Say it, I'm gonna say it, I'm no idea what I'm really saying. It's like Gary Elvis and Aaron Neville. I was going to say Aaron Neville. Aaron Neville joined Rusted Root. Michael McDonald in there for good measure. This got weird as hell. I couldn't, I became possessed by Aaron Neville. I couldn't help it. Uh, Yeah. He also gave us, in the meantime, by Space Hog, like I said, 500 miles, which almost made my list. 500 miles, the Proclaimers considered that heavily. And one that I know Matt and I both like, which is Breakfast at Tiffany's by Deep Blue yeah. something. Uh, Deep Blue Sea. Richard Rich. 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 
Tim Richard He's Rich never heard that says Karina Temptation. Uh, and then Brennan off our Facebook group, Tapeworms Fans of the Mixtape Podcast, says it's such a good vibration. Feel it, feel, feel it, it, come feel on, it. feel the vibration. Uh. Committing a hate crime, Marky Mark, and that funky bunch of his. Um, although I would argue that maybe not a one hit wonder. I don't know. I'd have to see where, um, they did the, their version of, uh, oh God, what was the song they did? Uh, they did their own version of, oh my God, I can't think of it now cause I'm old. Um, uh, give me some, uh, instrumental jazz music. I'll look it up here real quick. Okay, hey, hold on. Let me break Mark. up the fly whistle. <laughs> he's he's giving funky bunch. Wild Side. It was uh, Take a Walk on the Wild Side. They oh, yeah. Take a Walk on the Wild Side. Oh, that's that. it. Okay. Yeah. I don't oh, know. Where, I don't oh, know where Wild Spotify Side. Spotify can't find Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Hmm. I don't know where Wild that's Side weird. charted. It may not. I just remember them doing it and I hated it. And it's so weird now. Like, that would be like, I need to see if like I can get my daughter to do some reaction videos because like I want to play her a Marky Mark song and see if she even knew that Marky Mark <laughs> was. <laughs> Like oh, a band, like that this was a thing, because it's like Mark Wahlberg yeah. now, everybody knows him, mm-hmm. and people like Mark Wahlberg, but did you know? And did you know his, his brother? career was only for a year? Well, was Marky Mark in the So bunch? he broke in to do 91 yes. to 92. So according to him, it was a, the easier route to breaking in was through music, probably because his brother was already involved in music. Yeah. So yep. uh, he got in, but I guess acting was what he wanted to do all along, so... There you go. Uh, Darius Rucker said the same thing. Like, he's like, I was a black man. I wanted to be a country musician, but I knew that wasn't just going to come easy. So they mm-hmm. did Hootie and the Blowfish. And once he had the popularity, he's like, now I can do some of the stuff I want. I mean, he still does stuff with Hootie and the Blowfish. They're not yeah. gone. So um, I think it's kind of cool that he was like, I had to go the route, which is just the opposite for Garth Brooks, who loves his favorite band is yeah. Kiss. He loves rock music, but he's like, I didn't have the voice. Didn't have the voice mm. to do rock and roll. He's like, but I did have the voice to do country. Um, and his best friend is Billy Joel, who writes, who wrote a lot of his hit songs. So, and he does a mm. pretty good cover of "You May Be Right." So, um, so there you go. There are that's the list we have this week. Our both ours and the tapeworms. Um, if you guys want to submit your list, you know how to do it. We told you earlier, but you can follow us on all the social medias. We put it out there usually before we do a show and ask you guys for your input of what you would add to these lists. If you like our list, let us know. If you don't like our list, let us know. We don't that's cool. Yeah. Uh your mixtape podcast at gmail.com is where you want to send us an email. We gave you that uh, voicemail line earlier, but I'm gonna have Matt go ahead and give you that voicemail line once again. You can call us, you can uh leave us a voicemail, sing us a song. We don't really care. Just uh, let us know your thoughts and opinions. Matt, you want to tell the folks at home? All right. Ready when you are, Matt. Let's go. All right. Go for it. Yeah. Okay. Hey, hey, everybody. (laughs) Oh, now we got the dance of the sugar plum fairies, apparently. All right. Uh, If you'd like to call and leave us a voicemail or tell us your your favorite one-hit wonders of the 90s, uh, go ahead and do that by opening up your phone and dialing 513-437- Two three seven seven or five one three. He read seventy seven, and uh, yeah, don't forget to uh, to do that. 
Save if, it as a favorite in your in your phone and make if, it a, a, a phone number that you frequently call. If you folks at home can tell us what song Kevin is playing, you win the Pepsi Harrier yeah. Jet. <laughs> By the way, I I'm, sure as hell do I'm, not know. What I'm the lying. Hell you don't. Neither uh, do I. Oh, okay. I, I thought that was a real sure song that you yeah, just had. Oh God. No, okay. No, no, okay. No, well, I mean, it definitely did start off as like a Tchaikovsky kind of thing. I didn't know what. Oh, was thank you. Went down the Bootsy Collins route eventually. Yeah, he went off on some random Bootsy like jam session with a slide whistle. It's Bootsy, baby. All right, play that, Kev. Do that. Don't say it out loud. I want you to okay. A very. I want you to come up with a very popular '80s song in your head right now. Anything you want doesn't matter. Let me know when you got something really popular. Really popular, right? Okay, got one. Okay. All right, Kevin, I want you to play that song on Slide Whistle, and here's the deal. If anybody out there can tell us what it is Ooh, correctly, okay. I like this. We will send you a right. vinyl position. We'll send you a vinyl mixtape sticker that you can put on your car or wherever you want to put it. We don't really care. Yeah. Uh, we will send that to you. But uh, here, Kevin is going to play a f- that all we know. We don't know what it is either. This is a popular. Yeah, I have no idea. '80s song. So uh, don't Kevin, say what it is, Kevin. Whenever you're ready, right. go for it. Is that enough for the people? If they're going to get it, are they going to get it off yeah. that? <laughs> Kevin will get to reveal to us. I think it's air. very. I've made it way See, too. We obvious. were correct. So yeah. there you go, guys. I mean, uh, if you people don't get this, you're stupid. You don't have <laughs> yeah. ears for music. Uh, you can you can either write us at your mixtape. I think I might know what your mix mixtape <laughs> podcast at gmail.com and tell us. I just want to put the header, uh, slide whistle song, and let me know what you think it is. And if you're the yep. first person to get it correct, uh, we will send you or a even vinyl, remotely close yeah. a vinyl. Well, Matt, you can't I just put stipulations. Matt, be like, true, nah, he'll yeah. send it if you even get it close. <laughs> it's like, yeah. or because I tell him to. <laughs> just yeah. uh, let us know. You can either do it through there, or uh, you can hit us up on social media and tell us what you think it is. And if you are correct, we will tell you, and I'll send you off a sticker. We'll get your uh, where to send it to and everything from you. Uh, that is all we have this week, guys. I uh, hope you enjoyed this week. We'll be coming back at you live again. If you can make it out to Operation Fandom in Wooster, Ohio, on April uh, Sunday, the April the sixteenth, come on out and see me there. I'll be out there uh, talking to the guys from the Sandlot, having a good time, saying things like "You're killing me, Smalls," and he'll be there. So how meta will that be? I'm sure he gets it all the time. But uh, they seem like a great group of guys. So. Uh, if you can make it out, come on out, see us there. Operation Fandom, you can find them on Facebook. Check them out. They have a really cool store. Actually, they have two stores, I think, Wooster and Medina. So if you're near either of them, check them out. Their store is awesome. They're kind of far, or else I'd probably hang out there all the time. Matt, you got a buddy that's got a really cool uh, toy slash pop culture type store, too. Do you yeah. not? Do you want to just I, give him a little love on the show? Yeah, uh, if you're in the Lawrence, Kansas area, you should check out 1313 Mockingbird Lane. 
uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tag him, tell him that we gave him a little bit of a shout out. But uh, go in well, there and see Terry and buy some of his stuff. We we'll tell you what's funny about he's got that some good is vintage um, toys and some some new stuff as well. During the lockdown, uh, I didn't know that Matt knew him. And he was doing online auctions and I would like sit through them. He would do just to like, you know, look at what toys he was putting up for and, you know, for still does them actually. And, uh, I, well, that's how I found out about him. And I was talking to Matt about him. He's like, yeah, it's my buddy Terry. I was like, oh, dude, how cool is that? Small world, man. So yeah, check him out too. And, uh, if, if you have Amazon prime, there's a show on there called the toy store near you. And they're on episode two, I believe they cover, they cover the toy store. so. So, Uh, and then of course we have one, we have one local here in Cincinnati that are about to move into a much bigger location. That's the toy department. Since we're giving all kinds of toy love and they came out and they were one of our sponsors for, uh, Shakespeare Shitstorm with Lloyd Kaufman, the trauma screen. So I want to give them who we just saw last week too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Lloyd was there. Yeah. Uh, and we also to, didn't recognize us. We got to see. Well, he didn't recognize us when he spent a couple hours with us. <laughs> he still couldn't get our yeah. name right. Yeah. So it's like you forget yeah. this is Lloyd Kaufman. Uh, but Matt Hoffman about. was there, and Matt's been on the show before. He did our Nirvana episode way back in the day, and we said hi to him, and we may have him on again. And I told him I really liked his video game, and uh-huh. he, he was like, "Yeah, I know, right?" So he rolls with stuff pretty off. pretty well. So yeah. So yeah, that's it, uh, guys. I think that's it for this episode. We appreciate all you guys. Please come back again when hopefully we have way less technical difficulties. Um, but yeah, hey, I also want to say, uh, as you're listening to this about two days ago, wow, I don't know when you're listening to this, but a, a couple of days after this episode is, uh, or before this episode was released, it was our man Stewie D's birthday. So hop yeah. on social medias and tell him happy belated yeah. birthday. His His birthday... Mm-hmm. Is April the first, yes. April Fool's Day. So, yeah. uh, but yeah. tell them. Go on ahead and send them your latest subscription to Tiger Beat. Go and, get it. And Stu, we we are all here on the show going to tell you happy birthday. We love you, brother. Happy birthday, yeah. uh, Stu is happy a part time host of the show. May may be hearing him a little bit more here in the future. We're working on some stuff to get him a little more mobile. Uh, so may hear him from time to time more. Uh, a bit more so all right guys that's it let's go ahead and close this one out another one for the books and another one for the spotify playlist we love you guys and remember a next a next time stuff to we talk just had stroke uh Mm -hmm. (laughs) guys (laughs) remember until next we speak to always stay Stay Was the I, I tried to say it slightly before you did, so maybe a line. It's the delay. You guys have about a half second delay. I'm actually surprised we're working out. I'm gonna run the rest. Allowing the situation only makes it worse. Tell them honestly, simply, kindly, but firmly. Don't make a big production. Don't make up an elaborate story. This will help you avoid a big tear-jerking scene. If you want to date other people, say so. Be prepared for the boy to feel hurt and rejected. Even if you've gone together for only a short time and haven't been too serious, there's still a feeling of rejection when someone says she prefers the company of others to your exclusive company. But if you're honest and direct and avoid making a flowery emotional speech when you break the news, the boy will respect you for your frankness and honestly, he'll appreciate the kind of straightforward manner in which you told him your decision. Unless he's a real jerk or a crybaby, he'll remain friends. I'm a cash. I'm popular. I'm never laughing.
want to catch the biggest fish in your pond, you have to be as attractive as possible. Make sure to keep your hair spotlessly clean. Wash it at least every two weeks. Once every two weeks. And if you see Johnny Football Hero in the hall, tell him he played a great game. Tell him he liked his article in the newspaper. I propose we support a one-month limit on going steady. I think it would keep people more able to deal with weird situations and get to know more people. I think if you're ready to go out with Johnny, now's the time to tell him about your one-month limit. He won't mind. He'll appreciate your fresh look on dating. And once you've dated someone else, you can date him again. I'm sure he'll like it. Everyone will appreciate it. You're so novel. What a good idea. You can keep your time to yourself. You don't need dating insurance. You can go out with 